Welcome to Blind Tag, the wrestling show for people who don't watch wrestling. I am your co-host, Ron Del Volano. And I'm your co-host, Matt Raddick. Matt, it's so good to see you because Pleasure for you. about three, four, five months, I'm not going to see you again? Yeah, something like that. How long are you going to be gone for? I'm going to be gone for ten days. And where are you going? I'm going to France and I'm going to Italy. Both in only ten days, huh? Yeah. Couldn't it was I... maybe a little bit short-sighted to try and do two places at once, but uh, but you know... I didn't really come up with the plans for this trip. <laughs> so let's talk about ride. let's talk about this trip. Matt yep. Raddick is uh, going to Europe to hang to, out with Cesaro. To That's hang out really with what Cesaro. I'm trying to do here. Probably is not he going to happen because he's a little bit busy. He's a little bit busy with the whole. He's just from Europe. Yeah, just because he is European. European. Yeah. Are you going to see uh, Rusev? I would love to, but I'm not going anywhere near Bulgaria. Yeah, he's unfortunately, from, like, the Balkans is yeah. kind of a different place. Yeah, definitely, definitely a very different place. So, tell me about this trip. I'm gonna. What What am I gonna do? Am I gonna have to record episodes on my own without you? No, fortunately for our dear listeners, we've uh, we've recorded a, a very special episode. Oh, I was kind of looking forward to doing this on my own. Oh uh, well, you know, it would have been interesting. You can. I mean, you could do. You could do a sort of bonus episode where you do a commentary of the episode that I missed out on. Or you could just do a bonus episode of you just, just talking. I think so. We already recorded the episode that's going to go live when you're gone. Yep. And I think we joked about this in that recording. And oh, I yeah. said I would just do both voices. <laughs> we did joke about that. That's really funny. It's stay, a, stay tuned to our next episode for some jokes. Yeah. It's, it's really funny doing this because it's like I'm starting to understand the idea of like when you see a, uh, like the, the Uber fans who see a celebrity and they're like, hey, an episode, blah, 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 of your show, like oh, you yeah. said this and oh, this, yeah. but it's like, it, it didn't go on with the, the canon of the universe. Mm-hmm. And like, not that we have that going on, yeah. but every now and again, if somebody references something that we've talked about yeah. about three days ago, <laughs> I usually don't remember it. Yeah, it's really in one ear out the other. So don't, if you are ever planning on bringing up this show to me, please give me lots of context because yeah. I almost instantly forget everything. Between the like the fact that I'm watching a lot of wrestling each week and then trying to remember everything that actually happened and, and then talk about it means that I immediately forget everything that I've seen. For me, it's just that I'm so fucking funny that the <laughs> jokes are like 100 miles an hour, just constantly, constantly jokes coming and going. Someone's like, remember that joke from episode 39? You're like, no. <laughs> Which joke? I had so many good jokes. That was at least 200,000 jokes ago. Exactly. Excuse me. You're going to have to give me... A little bit of context for that great, great goof that I'm sure I made. It was great. It was a delightful. It was, I mean, one of my favorite jokes was that joke you made in episode 39, 200,000 jokes ago. Can you give me a little bit of context while you're drinking your water there? I couldn't possibly give you more context. I'm just going to assume that anytime things were funny, anytime somebody thinks we're funny, it was from the episode where we were drinking while we were recording. I, um, in college, this is, this is relevant. Sure. I, um, I'm sure it is. I went to a a talk, and it was uh, by Robert Paulson, okay, uh, who is the guy from Fight Club that Meatloaf plays. Mm. Um, also, I, I think thought, there's a senator, but it's a real guy too. I thought it was the guy that wrote Hatchet. It's also him, I guess. Uh, Robert Paulson basically voiced our childhood. He is a voice actor. Okay. And he has done characters. Let me uh, let me pull up his filmography mm-hmm. here. Uh, this isn't, oh, actually it is being helpful. So he was on, uh, uh, the Aladdin cartoon. He was in Jimmy Neutron. He was in Batman. He was in, uh, Animaniacs and Transformers and GI Joe. Literally every cartoon that has happened between like 1985 and right now, he was on Pinky and the Brain. Sure. He was 
literally, I was going to guess Pinky in the Brain as a joke, but you're, it's just it's just true. Literally everything. Um, and he just, he does voice acting. That's his thing. Yeah, he's a voice okay. actor. Very funny guy. Very nice guy. Hmm. But uh, during his speech, somebody asked him about like uh, a character that he did in like a GI Joe show, and he like just couldn't remember it. Yeah, right. And at the time, I was thinking like that's super weird to not remember like you played this character on this show for like How do a you while. That? Right. And now immediately I'm like, oh, I told a, a joke about like John Cena's penis. Yeah. <laughs> three days ago and i do not remember saying it so please don't reference it to me yeah i do remember john i was actually thinking about john cena's dick.com the other day that's a real website it's a Have real website that that uh that leads leads to our website i was also thinking i was trying to think of like what a good i, I feel like there was something about like john cena and blues clues that we could have made like a good website out of but i but i couldn't really think of anything for those who don't know john cena is, is apparently auditioning to be the new host of blues clues John Cena's blue balls.com. There it is. There is the it is. is it's, right, it's right there. Um, yeah, so they're looking for a new host for Blue's Clues. Apparently, John Cena actually auditioned. And, um, I'm very Steve, curious about this. Steve, the former host, yes. uh, threatened. Well, I, I guess threatened is the right word. I think he challenged him. He challenged John Cena to he a fight. He submitted the Steve from Blue's Clues open challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Winner takes the notebook. Winner gets to, to sleep with the dog. Wait. Mm-mm. Winner gets to hang out with the dog. Winner gets to uh, check the mail. Winner gets to own the dog. Winner gets to sit in the big chair. Yep. And think. Just like Tears for Fears says. Think. Think. We're doing two separate bits We're doing there. two separate bits at the same time. <laughs> Welcome to Blind Tag, the show about blues clues. About blues clues. The show about blues travel. I'm really curious about John Cena auditioning for blues clues, because as I understand it, it was an open casting call. I don't so feel it like, was an open challenge. I, exactly. I don't feel like John Cena is the, is the person to just show up at an open casting call. Especially on Nickelodeon. He's the kind of guy who just gets a phone call. Yeah, exactly. He's like, like Nickelodeon is on his speed, or actually John Cena is on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon's speed dial. Did you see that Nickelodeon uh, was like like turned off their TV for uh, seventeen minutes? Seventeen minutes on National Walkout Day. Yeah, Nickelodeon more like Wokelodeon. That was a good. Let's talk about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> good job. An excellent, an excellent segue. Hatchet was written by Gary Paulson. Oh, Gary Paulson, who I think uh, maybe was from Michigan or at least the Midwest. Are you going to bring a hatchet to Europe? Uh, no. I think that's generally... I, I follow the TSA on Instagram, and I think that that is generally frowned upon. What if you put it in your uh, your your checked bag? I'm not checking a bag. Wow, look at you, Mr. Traveling Light. Yeah, I'm a traveling man. You're going to Europe for 10 days. Yeah. You're not going to... Wow. Are you going to do laundry in Europe? I legitimately lived in Israel for two months with yeah. four shirts and a pair of pants. Did you, but you, I assume you had a place to do laundry. Are you going to yes, do laundry in Europe? I'm not planning on it, but like Ooh. 10 days, it's fine. It's 10 shirts, two pants. 10 shirts and two pants. Hope I don't spill any ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be like mayonnaise and vinegar. That's, <laughs> that's what they eat. No, no cats up in, in, in French. It's going to be pasta sauce and, uh, and French sauce. Fromage. Pasta sauce and cheese. That's that's French for cheese. Here's your Duolingo lesson of the day. Anyway, I bet Robert Paulson was on Dexter's Lab when they had the omelet du fromage. Episode. Was he on Dexter's Lab? Probably. Probably. If I had to guess, he was Let's on find that out. Let's also talk thing. about wrestling. Uh, lots. He was on Dexter's Lab. He he voiced Major Glory, Puppet mm. Pal Mitch, and Additional Voices. Oh, Additional Voices. That was my favorite character. That was your favorite. I do remember Captain Glory vaguely. 
Major Glory. Major Glory. Very well, vaguely. Very vaguely remember. indeed. It okay. was part of the uh, the superhero team that they had going on. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. That Valhalla was, was one of the characters. Oh, yeah. The infragable crunk. The infragable crunk. crunk. Oh, uh, man. That takes me back. Let's see. What a childhood. He, he was on Freakazoid. Sounds great. Well, he played Yakko from Animaniacs. How about, I'm just going to tell you what happened in wrestling this week, and sure. you can just respond by telling me Robert Paulson characters. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sounds like it'll be a good bit. Uh, a lot happened this week. First and foremost, uh, WWE Fastlane happened, which I don't think anybody expected to be good, but was was actually it was pretty good. It was pretty okay. There were some secrets going on. There were there some, some plot twists and, and some spoilers. Yeah. Pretty for, spoilers. For the first time in months, I would say, I did not watch this pay-per-view live, uh, and... Uh, it, it, I was like, this isn't really going to matter. I'll just catch up the next day. I was like, I can kind of fast forward through a lot of this. A lot of things ended up being fairly consequential. And also the two like exciting things that happened, I actually got spoiled for me. So that was, that was good on me. for. Uh, I, w- I will never not watch wrestling again. I, will, I would say exactly two exciting things happened. Exactly two exciting things. What were those two exciting things, Ron? Uh, one is that uh, Shane McMahon was there. That was actually not the exciting thing. That, that was, was not say. exciting at all. I mean, his involvement in the main event was a little bit interesting. And I wouldn't call it exciting, but it was interesting. Yeah. Um, so Robert Paulson was in the show Stripperella, if you remember that one. I do remember that one. I don't, I've never watched it, but I used to see adver- advertisements for it on yeah. Spike TV. Used to enjoy advertisements for it. <laughs> yes. This is actually interesting. So in the original 1987 <laughs> version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that mm-hmm. cartoon, yeah. he voiced... Um, he voiced Raphael. Oh, okay. And then in the 2012 reboot, uh, they brought him back, and he voiced Donatello. Oh, wow, interesting. Raphael was my favorite Ninja Turtle when I was a kid, but I've since come around on Donatello. Uh, see, I always liked Donatello. I, I liked him because in uh, Turtles in Time for the SNES he mm. and for the arcade, he had the, uh, the staff. Yes. So he had a little bit more reach. He always has the staff. That's his weapon. He always has the staff, and so do I. <laughs> That's either a dick joke or something about you having a bad staff infection. It's both. Okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Have you seen my penis? <laughs> hey, anyway. Mom. <laughs> How you doing out there in podcast land? Thanks for putting my voice directly into your ears mm, yes. while I talk about the staph infection I may or may not have on good, my penis. Good, great. Excellent. Let's talk about wrestling. Uh, there were, I would say, two exciting things. Two interesting things that happened at the the SmackDown pay-per-view Fastlane. The first of which was that the Usos and the New Day had what was shaping up to be another another instant classic, a very good match. And who should interrupt them but none other than our favorite boys. They're not our favorite boys. They're the Bludgeon Brothers. I'm interested in them, but we called this last week or two weeks ago. Well, my expectation, it. my expectation was that they were going to give Usos and New Day their, like, their blow-off match, give them their last hurrah, and it would be nice, and then they would get a WrestleMania match that would be infinitely less exciting because it would be probably a triple threat with the Bludgeon Brothers involved. Instead? Instead, this, I actually think, could has the potential to be more interesting. Now, the fact that it has the potential to be more interesting probably means it's going to be less interesting, so let's just keep that in mind. But what happened was the match was going on, the Bludgeon Brothers came out and, and interrupted the match, and they came out and they used their hammers. They beat up the Usos in the New Day and they used their hammers Kinda. to do it. Kind of. The, I, I, I got to say, the hammers looked a bit faker yeah, this oh, time. Oh, I would say incredibly fake. Uh, but also they didn't really hit anybody with the head of the hammer. No. They did a lot of like jamming it into your stomach yeah. or like hitting you with the the um you know handle i yeah. guess yeah yeah that's uh, uh, there's been various 
Triple H has used a sledgehammer a lot in, in WWE, but uh, not surprisingly, he's never, like, hauled off and swung a sledgehammer and, like, cracked somebody's skull open, but he often does this thing where he, like, he, like, uh, covers the, the head of it with one hand and then grips the, the, the staff part of it with his other hand, and then he just kind of shoves it into your stomach, but it's yeah. supposed to, like, hurt real bad because it's a sledgehammer. It's wrestling. It's fake. It's sure. Well, anyway, uh, no one's getting hit with sledgehammers IRL. Anyway, that's like basically what they were doing as well. So it didn't it didn't pack quite the wallop that uh, that we had all hoped it would. But uh, well, but they beat up everybody. But they beat up everybody. They beat up the Usos. They beat up the New Day. Uh, they they left everybody in a heap. Um, I haven't really gone back and watched this, but I was hearing some some scuttlebutt uh, today about how uh, Xavier Woods' injury apparently looked like real legit. I don't know if you caught that at all. What? What? Oh, now that you're saying this, I kind of he got power bombed under some steel stairs, and apparently, like a lot of people were like looking at it and being like, his head snapped back like really bad uh, or something like that. So I think I do remember seeing that. It's like, like, it's probably, and then well, and then he wasn't on SmackDown on Tuesday, and he tweeted about feeling pretty bad, right? Um, but I it, mean, it's probably all, all a work. It's probably all a work, but but who knows? I mean, if Woods is actually injured, but Xavier knows. I bet Xavier knows, yeah. Uh, if, if he's actually injured, obviously, we wish him well and hope he's doing all right. But I think it's probably a work. And it led to a very, very interesting little match on Tuesday in that we had uh, Big E teaming up with Jay Uso versus the Bludgeon Brothers, which yeah. is... The Usos and the New Day coming together to form they've one been They've been one sworn team. enemies for months. Sort of, with a mutual respect. A mutual respect. Um, but they've had some great battles. They've had some great matches, and now they're and now that mutual respect has, has borne an alliance of sorts. Which I I just this is super interesting to me. I don't think that they're going to fully commit to this, but I would love if the New Day and the Usos became the big giant faction that I've been that I've been dreaming of forever. If like they just formed like a super team hmm. and just like ran roughshod on the whole roster, like won all the belts, like like let guys get singles pushes and stuff like that. It could be like a really, really interesting story if like they combine forces to defeat this common enemy of the Bludgeon Brothers and learn through doing so that they should just continue to work together and then just like decimate the WWE. I It'd be great, right? Yeah, I mean it would be kind of interesting. I don't really understand how that works with like tag team titles oh, sure. and stuff yeah. when you have more because like when when the New Day, who are three people, are the tag team champs, it's right. only two of them that have the title, right? Right, exactly. Well, no, it's actually all three of them do. So, so that there's a there's a rule. It's called the Freebird rule, and it was basically there was this tag team called the Freebirds back in like the seventies or eighties, and there was three members of that, and they won the tag teams, and it was like defined then like they, they probably did some kind of segment okay. that was like you three are the are the champions, and then they would just like trade it. So that's why like let like, me hit you with this. Sure, the recent reunion of the Shield when Seth and Dean won the tag team yeah. championship. Uh, why weren't they like, hey, we, the Shield, have the championship. It's just Seth and Dean. And then Roman was trying to get um, a championship of his own separately. Of yeah. Them. I mean, it's a slightly different context. It was, I mean, the idea was basically that, like, they could... I, I mean, I think the, the, the kayfabe logic is that, like, they could have done that if they wanted to, okay, but they didn't because they were like, we are not, like, a permanent team. They were like, this is, like, a one-time reunion. Now, the Shield did win the tag team championships when they were pretty much exclusively competing as the Shield, but okay. it was still Seth and Roman won it, and... Uh, Dean was separate for a while. This Weird. may come as some surprise to you, but Dean was seen as like the leader of the Shield, and then uh, really, Roman, yeah, Roman was the muscle, and and Seth was like, I mean, he was more I, more of the like athletic guy. He was always known as the architect, the sort of brains sure. behind the operation. But 
he just was more of a secondary. If you're role. the brains behind the operation, how are you not the leader? Well, D- yeah, Dean Ambrose's Dean gimmick Ambrose is that he's the fucking weirdo. How can? How, why yeah, would right. anybody let him lead? He was them? the the enigmatic, uh, charismatic figurehead, the voice of the Shield. He won the United States Championship, and he was the only singles competitor that held a championship during their their run. Okay, it was cool. Well, it was fun. I believe you. Yeah, but the 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 Freebird rule was kind of like brought back when the New Day like caught fire, and it was basically like this team is competing as a team, and I think the WWE was just like. This will be fun, and like it, it would, it just makes sense for them. That being said, in my proposed faction idea, I'm not necessarily saying that like the five of them would all be the tag team champions. I'm saying like Woods and Kofi would be tag team champions, and then like Biggie would go for the world championship. They lift Biggie up on their exactly, shoulders, and precisely. They, they cheer him on, and the the Usos are there to cheer him on too. Yeah, exactly. Or like the Usos win the tag belts, and then like Kofi wins the United States Championship, and Biggie wins the wins the. Uh, wins the uh, WWE championship, and then they... And then Xavier just... Xavier just hangs, hangs out, out. Plays trumpet, trombone. Plays video games. Plays video games. Hangs out, plays games. That's, that's just his thing. Hangs out, plays games. So anyway, I don't exactly know... I, I don't think it's going there. I would be very surprised if it okay. goes there. But I would be, I'm glad we just spent 25 minutes talking about it. It's a good idea. It's a fun... I just want to get a little kernel of an idea in everybody's heads. Um, so that's one of the bullshit things that yeah. happened. In, but this uh, is one of the this is like one of the only championships Fastlane. that doesn't have a clear picture towards what's going to happen at WrestleMania thus far. So yeah, that's true. It'll be interesting to see to see how this goes down. I assume that there's going to be a lot of Bludgeon Brothers, Usos, New Day talk over the next few weeks. Um, the other wild and crazy thing that happened at WWE Fastlane is that uh, Charlotte faced off against Ruby Riot. You and I spent a good amount of time speculating about what was going to happen yeah. in this match, but we did not predict this. Yeah, I know. Um, Charlotte pretty handily beat Ruby Riot, and then who should appear at the end of the match? But none other than the Empress of Tomorrow herself, Asuka. Asuka challenged Asuka Charlotte came out, Flair. She pointed at the WrestleMania side she sh- sign. She challenged Charlotte Flair to a match, and now we're getting Charlotte Flair versus Asuka at WrestleMania, which unbelievably excited for. Things can be a fucking fantastic. Give match. me, give me your prediction here. My prediction now. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this on my drive home. I I think Asuka's going to win it. Here's what I want to see. I want to see Asuka okay. win it. I want to see Asuka go to SmackDown, and I want to see Charlotte Flair turn heel, and maybe, like, a whole, like, like I'm just proposing another faction here, but I think all of the women God. of SmackDown should rally together to defeat Asuka, because she'll still be undefeated. Well, okay, so I was going to ask you about this. Is, is Charlotte somebody who has the potential uh, for a heel turn? Absolutely, yeah. But she's such like the golden girl of the WWE. See, that's the thing is she's she? she's worked heel longer than she's worked face. I think really? if I if I if if I'm remembering her WWE run correctly. I mean the thing is is like she's been really over with the fans, but like on NXT she was a heel I pretty much the whole time as far as I remember. I did not know that. Um and I think that she works better as a heel. Um and so I'm I'm actually really excited to see her her kind of turn back that way. But I think like in the past year, especially with everything that's happened with her dad, it would have been like a really weird and hard look for her to be heel in this moment. Like <laughs> to be kind of a dick while her what? dad was maybe dying. Yeah, it was just like there was so much attention on her, and I don't think that they wanted like her to be like this like horrible character. And like so much of her character is like tied into her father, and so like the only way for her to like fully be heel is to like kind of discredit her father in a way. And I that sure. would, it would have been a real bad look while he was like not doing so well i mean also just like you know people are going to cheer for her because like she's going through a tough time kind of thing 
So anyway, I could really see Oscar winning and then Charlotte going heel and having that be the the program. I, I could also totally see Charlotte beating Oscar. Like I think Charlotte is one of the few people in in the WWE right now that has the like sort of clout to, sure. to take the streak. It's like it's not giving a rub to someone new, uh, which is not so great. Which is I think something that they should try and do. But I mean like Charlotte Flair is is I mean she's the most dominant woman in in WWE aside from Oscar right now. And so I think the I'd be the, interested. The two of them against each other is gonna be great. I'd be interested in a heel turn on either part Oscar or or Charlotte. I think that could. Either one, I feel like, could be interesting. Yeah, totally. Asuka China started flirting with a heel turn uh, at the end of her NXT run, and it was it was really really interesting. Mm. It was like she'd been so dominant for so long, but then fi- like finally a couple people were starting to get an edge on her, and so she started resorting to a lot of underhanded tactics in order to win Ooh, her matches. And she like like I think Ember Moon like legitimately got injured but they like played it out like oscar like purposely injured her kind of thing as it because she's <laughs> nice. like she you, she's coming too close to my to my reign it was it was a really really interesting look so now that oscar is essentially off of raw i guess yeah that's going to be uh, interesting is yeah the, there's well, a lot of talk about like people switching rosters after after wrestlemania which i definitely could see happening and i think would be a good call but uh oscar is still like nominally a raw competitor at this point well i think they're already starting to build towards a different feud for uh wrestlemania with the raw women that is true yeah we seem to be moving quickly towards uh alexa naya at, at WrestleMania. we're moving towards a match where naya Jax is going to murder alexa yeah at wrestlemania <laughs> yeah this is going to be a, t- a tough Very one exciting. to to make look legit i think that like the solution to this problem might be to make this a multi-person match because like a like, handicap match. Well, I think like doing like a just like a fatal four-way, like put throw ba- um, <laughs> throw Basha in there, throw <laughs> throw Saley, Bobby, wow, throw Saley and Basha in there, throw Bailey yeah. and Sasha in there, um, and make it a fatal four-way. What about Mickey James? Nah, who cares? I okay, so Mickey and Oscar had a match recently. It might yeah. have been this week. It was this week, yeah, and it was like. There were too many times where Mickey James had the upper hand on Asuka, and I was just like, there's no friggin' way they're going <laughs> to... Like, Asuka's not going to lose her streak to Mickey James. Are you kidding yeah. me? It's really a shame that, like, that's where her character has fallen, because she's, like, w- I mean, one of the greatest, like, women's wrestlers in yeah, WWE. Yeah, but now like, she's, like, a like a, a clowny southern belle. Yeah. I don't even understand what her gimmick is, and now she's kind of a heel because she's friends, with, friends Alexa with Alexa all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, as, as, as has played out over this week in the wrestling, world uh the wwe kind of is a problem where they don't have like women's wrestling has has been around in wwe for a very long time but it's only been good very very recently and so it's like they have a really hard time talking about their legacy and it's hard to like make mickey james seem like a legit like champion when she was like sure she like won a lot of championships but it was when like no one like super important was around or anything like that i think she had a good feud with trish trish stratus if i remember correctly but uh yeah like she she's i mean she she hasn't done anything she hasn't beaten bailey she hasn't beaten sasha banks she hasn't beaten charlotte like who is she you know let's talk about naya you wanted to talk about this before we started recording you're really into it you you love what they're doing with their character right now i don't don't. you're really excited about this feud you thought she had a great like sort of promo on uh on monday night a lot of words here ronnie yeah i i am excited uh, for this feud i am excited for this match however i think that the way that they're handling it is is 
is very questionable. Tell me, tell me about that. So the segment that they did uh, this week was that um, Naya was supposed to come out and beat up Asuka for Alexa and then didn't because she had a match afterwards. So then she had her match, and then after her match was over, they cut to a, a like sort of backstage scene that was, a, that was a conversation between Alexa and her new BFF, Mickey James. Yeah. And they just talked a lot of shit about Nia Jax. Oh, so uh, much. And it was... It was it was very, it, I think, like, got out of hand. Like, It's a little sad. It is very it's just sad. It's like bullying. Yeah, my partner was, was listening to this in the other room while I was watching, and she was like, this is horrible. Like, how, how are you watching this? How is anybody watching this? Like, this is, this is awful. Why are they doing this to her? Like, th- the whole thing was that they, I, I think that this would have been better if they had, like, done a thing where it was, like, the camera follows Nia backstage and then we like see her like standing outside the locker room and she overhears this conversation or something like that. But instead what they did is Nia's in the ring and then all of a sudden a camera feed appears on oh, the Titantron, yeah. which like I forgot about that. In Kayfabe, whichever A V guy did that, like, should probably be fired because like that was not supposed to be happening or anything like sure. that. Sure. Anyway, uh this this video feed starts going in out into the into the, the arena while Nia is in the ring. Um the, the sort of logic behind it was that, like, Alexa was supposed to be doing an interview, so they just, like, turned on the camera early, and, like, the interview person wasn't there. But, like, Nia has to stand in the ring while Alexa and Mickey, like, make jokes about how she was always, like, the big girl and how she's stupid and, like, how nobody liked her and all this kind of stuff. Did they compare her to Shrek, or did I make that up? I think you made that up, and you're a <laughs> bastard. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh, I swear there was a Shrek <laughs> reference there. I don't recall, but I'm mm. just going to assume that there was a, a lot of stuff that I remember just thinking like, "Geez, oh man, yeah. that's like quite a quite a bit to say about poor Naya." Even like, yeah. even though it's all in kayfabe and it's in character and it's not legit, it's still like Naya Jax is a real human being who yeah. is. Which- Kind of large and probably got bullied for it. No, in yeah, her absolutely. Life. That, like, that's the thing is like like Naya has been pretty deep. Op- yeah, Naya has been like really open about the fact that she's struggled with her body image like throughout her life and throughout her career. Like she she talks about it on like social media all the time today. Of like you know she's had to kind of overcome a lot of people treating her like crap throughout her life. She's not like what she she's not the average beauty standard that like the world puts out and she's like also been trying to like she's she has modeled before and is like in a very image focused industry now like she's had to deal with a lot of like people giving her a hard time and so i this is the thing it's like if she's in on this then i think it's fine if she's like you know this will get a lot of heat on on alexa and that's like what we need to do and she's like what if we do this like that's fine but like if the writers are like okay here's the thing we're gonna have you stand in front of about fifteen thousand people and like listen to someone make fun of you for being fat and you're just gonna have to sit there and take it it's like that you're cool with that right you're that's what you want to do with your job today that's what you want to do for your career cool great here's your script see you later like if that's the case fuck that that's terrible like there's so many ways that they could have done this differently like just the fact that she had to stand in the in the middle of the ring and like listen and then like have an audience reacting to this as well and like have to like keep a, a cool face with this again knowing it's all scripted knowing that her and Alexa are like real life friends like that's all well and good but still just like I can't imagine having to like having like like people poke fun at like my insecurities while I'm standing in front of a crowd of people it just sounds like truly truly awful I I didn't like it I don't like it let's get it away. I agree. I uh, I so while you were doing this, I was looking something up because I was going to make one argument about if somebody was 
going to give me a million dollars, I'd totally let them talk about sure. my, oh, my staph-infected penis. Yeah, right. But Naya makes $100,000 a year, yeah. which is like a lot of money, but that's I'll just like <laughs> kind of an average salary. Oh, yeah. Paige makes... Three hundred fifty thousand. She didn't even wrestle. That's what I was gonna say. Is like a hundred thousand dollars is actually like on pretty mu- on far on the low end. Like, I mean, it's I know I yeah, don't that's, expect that's Nia to saying. be making Brock Lesnar money, but like at the same time, like even for like women wrestlers, I think that's like towards the low end, which is Ronda so Rousey one point five million. Shocking, right? Must How much nice. do you think Nikki Bella makes? Somebody who hasn't been on the show since I've been watching five hundred thousand. No, three hundred fifty, but she's on Still. a three-year automatic renewal contract. Oh, man, that must be nice. Yeah, Mickey is making three hundred. I mean, she's still doing like total Bellas and stuff like that. Brie Bella like, is making three hundred. Good for her. She's on maternity leave. We she can't go that. back down this this rabbit hole. Yeah, the wage gap—it's still real, even even in wrestling, especially <laughs> in wrestling. Sarah Logan and Ruby Riot each make eight. 80,000. 80,000, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Liv Morgan, who's also on their team, right? Yeah. Makes 75. 5,000 less. Also, her name is spelled L-I-V-E on this page. So I don't know how much I trust it anymore. Live Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) And and coming to you live for $75,000 a year. It's Morgan. It's Morgan. Yeah, anyway, I I, I do think that this will be a good feud. I I agree with what you're saying about, like, Nia versus Alexa is going to be optically very bad because there's no reason that Alexa should beat Nia in any way, shape, or form. My optics are going to (laughs) fucking love that match. It's so ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I will be interested to see if they turn this into a fatal four way. I also don't want to see Sasha and Bailey get left off the WrestleMania card because like, I think they've had a good year and I think that they did a good job of like tr- building towards somewhat of a feud at Elimination Chamber, but you know where they're going to be, where, the, where are they going to be? They're going to be in that, uh, that big women's, women's yeah, fight, the big old, the big moolah match. Not, not, not anymore. <laughs> uh, I feel like we got to like. We gotta gloss over this a little bit for folks that might not have heard all the all the hullabaloo. So, the about this fabulous match that's coming up, fabulous match, this big moolah match that's coming up. So, the WWE announced another uh, milestone in the in the women's evolution this week. They're gonna do, they were gonna do the fabulous moolah memorial battle royal this week or uh, at WrestleMania. It was gonna be a an undetermined number of women in a battle royal. They've been doing the uh, Andre the Johnson Memorial Battle Royal at... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's not that funny. Andre the Johnson Battle... <laughs> Memorial Battle Royale. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Um, Andre and his giant Johnson <laughs> Memorial Battle Royale. I mean, proportionally. Probably. <laughs> oh, what if Andre had a really small penis? What if Andre the Giant, all of him was so big, except he just had... He had a micro-penis. A micro-penis. <laughs> like a... Like a Crushed like a <laughs> like a crushed Budweiser can. <laughs> There's been far too much dick talk on this podcast this week. This is a, All this right, is our bluest episode. Good thing I'm leaving the Scott forsaken. Country. Yeah, Matt, Matt is literally leaving the country just to get some space away from the uh, away from this, away from all. Uh, this. Just a refresh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, holy crap! The Andre the Giant. 
Memorial Battle Royal has been a WrestleMania tradition for the past handful of years. I think the first one might have been at WrestleMania 31 or maybe WrestleMania 30. It's a pretty recent thing. You just can't get past this, huh? This is, we're just going to be stuck in this, se- in this segment forever. Is it because forever. you were thinking of Dwayne the Rock Giant? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was thinking of the Rock Giant, Giant oh Dwayne. Oh, my God. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. They're doing a battle royale with They're the women. They're doing a battle royale. It's named after a bad lady. <laughs> it's named after a bad lady. It's named after the fabulous moolah who the WWE has touted as an important figure in women's wrestling for a long time. She was really good friends with Mae Young, who's another woman that they've honored with the Mae Young Classic, uh, amongst amongst other things. Um, but it turns out that, the, uh, that that wrestling internet and wrestling fandom did not forget that the fabulous moolah is a pretty terrible person. So Tell me. Tell me a little bit, just quickly. Let's gloss over what the fabulous moolah I mean, has done the, the to big get that moolah. Yeah, exactly. The, the big thing is that the fabulous moolah, because she was sort of like a, um, she paved the way for women's wrestling in a lot of respects. She would run like wrestling schools, and she would train younger women to like wrestle, and 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 would book them on shows and all this kind of stuff. The thing about it was that she was also like a very very cutthroat businesswoman, and so she would uh she would i mean cutthroat i feel like doesn't even justify it but there was a lot of like i mean she probably literally cut some people's throats or at least like a very real possibility she definitely she apparently like like just didn't pay people fairly at all and would like take take money from the people that were working under her and like agree to these contracts and then take like ridiculous portions of them and stuff like that um I would I would say potentially the more egregious uh, part of this is that she's also eh, I think it's pretty definitively more egregious of this is that yeah. she has a had a had a big uh, reputation for a lot of sexual exploitation and that she would basically like pimp out the women that were working in her in her wrestling ring and like you know their men would like come knocking at their doors in the middle of the night and you know being like I paid for this and asking for all kinds of things and treating women horribly and stuff like that it's awful. It's really, really awful, and so she should not really be honored uh, in any in any way. It seems like so. Twitter rose up, and they said, "Hey, WWE, you got to change it. this name." They did, and the WWE said, "We're nah. good. We're, we're good." And then Snickers rose Snickers. up <laughs> and said, "Hey, WWE, we're sponsoring your stupid show. Yeah, change the name of the thing because we don't want people associating." the fabulous moolah with our delicious candy treats. (laughs) And the WWE said, the people have spoken. The people have spoken. The peanuts have spoken. (laughs) (laughs) The peanuts and also the chocolate and also the caramel and the nougat have spoken. Man, I want a Snickers. Yeah, Yeah, so Snickers said, hey, WWE, you got it. Allegedly. I I haven't read any confirmation of this, but like, yeah. At least one sponsor probably said, hey, you got to change this. Twitter is furious about it. We yeah. actually listen to the fans. And yeah. so the WWE has changed the name, and they actually went with the uh, Cobra Queen Memorial Battle Royale. Oh, oh wow. That's an interesting. I see. That's that's breaking news to me. Yeah. Cobra Queen They're Memorial Battle Royale. They're just honoring my favorite female wrestler. <laughs> Cobra Queen. Yeah. I mean, this is like kind of what I was getting at earlier is that like like the WWE... Their their history of good women's wrestling is like like pretty recent. Like there's 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 not that many people that they can honor, and then like a lot of people that like they could honor like also are sort of problematic. Like a lot of people talked about like they Jeez. could they could honor China, but like China like yeah you know I mean she she struggled with with drugs like throughout her life, and apparently also made uh, a a a. 
parody of the McMahon family, uh, an explicit movie that was a parody of the McMahon yeah, family. Yeah, she has a few. Yeah. I uh, didn't know that there was one that's a parody of the McMahon. Wait, is it like a... It's apparently like, I, I read it in an article, it's like a subplot, and it's like, it definitely involves the McMahon family incest. And oh, so you can see why boy. the McMahon family yeah. was like... We really want to honor her. It would have been a nice touch because they built her as the ninth wonder of the world, and Andre the Giant was the eighth wonder of the world. Oh but yeah, so she's a... got a, a bit of a sordid past. So what can you do? And then like I like I was thinking like oh they could call it like the Trish Stratus Memorial Battle Royal, but like that's kind of weird because she's like still alive. Here. She yeah, wrestled in the Royal a, Rumble. It like, can't be a memorial for somebody who is yeah. I guess, I guess alive. memorial is kind of the definitive word there. Um. So what is what is it called now? It's now just called the WrestleMania Women's Battle. Royal. Yeah, sure. They sure, will probably change it back to Fabulous Moolah next year Yeah, when everybody's forgotten. Yeah, some other big brand is going to be like, we'll offer you twice that Snickers money. If you <laughs> put Moolah's name back on it. Baby Ruth is going to come and be like, Snickers? We'll give you two Baby Ruths if you change the name back. <laughs> There's change. some horrible, evil company. Yeah, the, the, the horrible Baby Ruth Corporation. Probably <laughs> the same company. Probably, yeah, probably all the Mars Corporation. Anyway, the the, the, intri- the really Owned cool by thing Roman about Mars. this. There you go. The really cool thing about this is that they announced ahead of time that women from all brands are are invited to participate, which includes NXT. So like, we, we knew that that was going to happen at the Royal Rumble just due to sheer like numbers, but it was pretty cool that they were open about it. And I almost wonder if they they'd give the win to to like an NXT superstar or something like that. Um, but I don't know. It's, so it's really cool. so I think Bailey and Sasha, if if nothing else, they'll definitely participate in this. Oh Do yeah. Do you surely. think? The Bella sisters are going to come back for this or for an actual match at Royal. Uh, they would. I would say this. If anything, this for okay. sure. There's. I mean, if they if they give us like a Bella's match instead of like a match involving like actual people on the card, that's like kind of a travesty. Like there there's an, there's enough good talent. Like like if they put a Bella's match on the card instead of like a, a Bailey versus Sasha singles match, that's fucking irritating as hell. I don't want to see that in the slightest. So yeah, I think they they could be a guest entrant in the Battle Royal, but I think that, that would be it. I think it's going to be mostly current superstars, though. I don't think this is going to be like the Royal Rumble where they had a bunch of like, like you know, like folks that have moved on and retired folks come back and compete or anything like that. There's there's I mean a, a lot of women in the in the Mae Young Classic. There's a lot of women in NXT. Like there there's a lot of people that they could include in this and have it be a fun little thing. Uh, you know what I'm looking forward to. What is that at WrestleMania? What's that? Is the uh the Raw Tag Team Championship match? Boy, howdy, am I as well? Uh, we how did we? What's going on? What's the current status of this match? So, for those who have watched even a little bit of Raw lately, I probably noticed that the, there's not a lot of good tag teams. Uh, it's kind of in shambles. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, the Bar, are still the champions. And this this week on on the internet, apparently they were calling out basically any team and being like, somebody, anybody, give us some competition. Like we're like open challenge to any tag team, which was kind of fun because like the Young Bucks were kind of like, eh, we're not busy on on WrestleMania Sunday, <laughs> and they were like, we well, could come and do it kind of thing. Um, but basically, that led to they came out. Um, the the bar came out on Monday Night Raw, and all of the tag teams on Raw came out and and decided to beat them up. This uh, prompted Kurt to make an impromptu tag team battle royal match on Raw to determine who would face the bar at WrestleMania, and there was a surprise uh, sixth entrant into the into the into the battle royal, and that was none other than Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman entered without a partner. Yes. Braun Strowman <laughs> entered alone. Yes, and as may come to some surprise to you, Braun Strowman won the match. Now. We need to talk about this, okay? Because I think it was when we were talking about uh, Sammy and Kevin beating 
uh, AJ and becoming the the dual yes champ dual single champion. Sure, yes. Uh, I think we also made a joke about Braun being a tag team champion yes, yes, just I by himself. And so you know, we we did just mention that we can't remember our own jokes or our own no, bits. So that was, but that a, was a, good memory, a listener Ross. brought it up to me that we did make that joke oh, before. Good, I good. don't. I as I was Thank watching you, it, listener. I was like, this seems familiar yes yes and then i was told that yes we did in fact make this joke before every so, time i think about this i think about braun winning and i think about him having one belt on each bicep and then kind of flexing and breaking them or maybe he just wraps one around each thigh and does kind of the same thing like i'm really excited to see how he wears these two belts that i think he's going to win so wwe if you're listening yeah which you are yep clearly Give us those royalties. You're welcome. You're welcome. Give us some money. Please. Give us some of that sweet, sweet Snickers money. Or just like retweet the show. Or just us Snickers. I'll take us Snickers. Us Snickers, yeah. I want Triple H to sign it. I want Triple H to smash it with a sledgehammer and then mail me a Snickers. That's what I want. I just want the Snickers. That's fair. You can just like Venmo me at like a buck 25 <laughs> and I'll go buy one. That's fine. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so yeah, we are apparently going to get Braun Strowman versus The Bar for the Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania, <laughs> which I think is a fucking great idea. It's yeah. super, super, super fun. It's very fun and funny. Um, I don't I don't know what's going to actually happen here. Yeah. But. I think that there's, there's some roads that this could go down. They could decide like... Braun needs a partner. So like they've got to bring someone back to be his partner. And then they just pick like no, I like I I did think Elias, uh, but I think I think Elias is a really good candidate to win the Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal. Okay. Um if they decide to do that too. I'm not sure if they're gonna do both battle royals. They haven't oh, announced them. I'm sure one. they will. But that's so many so many wrestling. Yeah. I so mean, this whole thing is like twelve hours long. There's already right? ten confirmed matches and we don't have a sm- we don't have a SmackDown tag team championship match we don't have a raw women's title match yet like there's so much shit going on we haven't figured out if the undertaker is actually going to fight john Cena. oh no like, so many matches that's that's three more matches anyway um i think what's going to happen is that it's it's it, yeah like it's either going to be just straight up braun versus the bar or they're going to make braun like find a tag team partner and it's going to be like james ellsworth or something like that and like james ellsworth will just sit outside the ring and cheer on the whole time while braun wins but then he gets thrown in eventually and pinned and like something like that yeah i I can see that braun is gonna win this match you really do i really really do and i think it's a good idea because i like first of all it's i mean it's a great look for braun it kind of sucks for cesaro and sheamus but i think like the raw tag team division is in like serious need of a complete like blow up and rebuild it and so like what I genuinely want to happen, and I don't think they'll go quite this far, but I want Braun to win, and then I want, like, the next night on Monday Night Raw, to him in a show of strength, just, like, literally rip the titles in half. And then Raw God, is just, they like... do that. Raw is just, like, well, I guess we have to start over now. <laughs> they get new titles and just have, like, a tag team tournament to determine the new winners. We get some, like, really fun teams. We could get, like, a like a Finn and Samoa Joe team, like we've talked about. Like, have a fun little tournament. And and we'll determine new tag team champions. Get some call ups. Get authors of pain up there. You know. So you think Braun's going to do like a Dolph Ziggler and just have the title and be like, "This is dumb. Yeah. And I don't want this. Exactly. Give me something else." He'll just, he'll just chew through it. Always looking for the next challenge. That's that's what I'm saying. What happens when Braun eventually gets like the universal title? If if his whole gimmick is that he's looking for the the toughest, strongest opponent, yep. when he gets the title, then what happens? Um, he just returns back to his human form, and he no, I, shrinks the, back down to a normal man. I, I don't know. I mean, the, a new ta- a new challenger will have to will have to come up. They will they will probably have to turn Braun heel at some point, and he'll have to destroy somebody we love, and then we'll get to watch like a you know a Rocky training montage of. of There's that no person. one else though. 
There's no one else. There's no one else. There's in no wrestling. one else good. That's true. No, I, I mean, I think after WrestleMania, we're gonna get Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman again, uh, which I think will, I think will, that'll be fun. If they have any, if they have any, uh, any courage at all, they'll turn Roman heel after WrestleMania and let Braun feud with him, and then have Braun take the belt or something like that. Man, I miss Elias. I do too. He and was I, it, oh okay. So Raw the, Raw was in Detroit this week. It was. <gasps> Elias came out to sing a song, but he was too sad to sing a song. I was so excited for <laughs> Elias to take a shit all over Detroit. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I was so excited delightful. for it, and but instead it was just it was genuinely very sad. Yeah. Elias just seemed very sad that he was injured by Braun and he didn't play a song and he just kind of shook his head and walked off stage. Wow. I actually, I, you I, didn't I see this? this. Yeah, oh, I think it did man. make a look at. I was very bummed, and yeah. also Elias is like pretty good at conveying emotion. Oh like, yeah, he's a decent actor. Dude, he's, he is. He's really good. I thought we were gonna get just like a Braun versus Elias match at WrestleMania, and again, I don't think it's gonna fit on this card. I don't think it makes sense. But like, both those guys, man, they're just they're just great. Like I, I like I said, I think Elias winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal would be a, a really good look for him. Um, yeah, I, I think he's gonna have a good 2018. I think he'll sing at WrestleMania. It'll be really fun. We'll all get some good laughs out of it. Who was in the original uh, team, the three-man band? Uh, that would be Heath Slater, okay. Jinder Mahal, and uh, Drew McIntyre, who is uh, currently on NXT and currently injured. How do you feel about Elias, Braun Strowman, and Jinder Mahal? I feel fucking great about <laughs> As the new three-man band. <laughs> I don't feel great about Jinder Mahal being Just the involved, most but... hated guys. Well, everybody loves team. Elias. Everybody loves Braun. Yeah, but you love to hate we him, too. We love to hate him. But I think we just hate Jinder Mahal. I like Jinder. Eh. I Man, he had another match this week, and people were chanting USA, USA, and I was so bummed about it, just because yeah. it was unprompted. Right. Yeah, I guess I can't be mad I, mean, I guess it that. was for the, like, the US He just did that horrible stuff with Shinsuke back in the yeah. day. And, like, I don't know. It sucked. Yeah. But maybe it was just written for him. I don't know. Who knows? We'll never know. Speaking of Shinsuke. WWE, still terrible. Let me uh let me pull up this text message that I sent you. Oh God, yeah. The other day, <laughs> uh, so I was texting Matt. Uh, my phone was in use; it was out of the room, and I was texting Matt from my Apple Watch using the voice recognition. Shout out to Apple for sponsoring. Shout this out podcast. to Apple for sponsoring. Really appreciate this their support. Um, so I tried texting Matt while I was watching Fastlane mm-hmm. about uh the. The show starting with a match between Shinsuke and Rusev. Yep. And I had to use the voice recognition on my watch, and it worked super well. So what I said was, it started with Shinsuke versus Rusev. And what my f- watch sent to Matt was, it started with Shinsuke versus or recessive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I, I, the technology's I, cool. I interpreted this as as Rusev and Aiden English had done something homophobic towards Shinsuke, but uh, Shinsuke verse. They yeah. sang the Shinsuke verse. Right. I'm very glad to learn that I was that I was mistaken, and it was just bad bad voice recognition. It was just bad technology. I was very very confused when I received that text message. I was also very bummed because the other thing is like when you speak into the watch. It doesn't like type out the words and oh, really? say like, "Hey, do you want to send this?" It's just like, "All right, we're good yeah. to go. We nailed it." <laughs> That's horrible. Thanks, Ron. Nailed thanks, it. Thanks, tech. I got your thanks, back. Technology. Uh, that was actually a really good match. I was. I was very. I was with very that. good. I yeah. mean, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Those two are, are very very good wrestlers. Yeah, but we definitely thought it was going to be more comedy than oh yeah than for wrestling. Sure. Yeah. 
It was good. I think Rusev is another guy that like d- totally deserves a spot on the WrestleMania yeah, card. Yeah, what's he I, gonna do? Uh, he, dude, Rusev. Battle Royal. Rusev is the Bray Wyatt of SmackDown. <laughs> like he's this guy that is like interesting. Now, here's the he's, thing: is, is Rusev people actually like those? Yeah, but Bray is like somewhat interesting. Sure. And he's very good at wrestling. True. But he just can't win anything. Can't win a damn thing. It's a, it's it's a crying shame. But that's how I feel about Rusev too. Yeah, that's how I do. I think I think Rusev could also be a good candidate to move uh, to swap brands. I think that bit on on Raw could be really really funny. I think like Aiden English versus uh, Elias. Oh man, that's like a great feud. Already. Versus or or well, teaming just, up? Just like like them in a, like a sing off. Like I think Rusev okay. versus Elias is the match. But like Aiden English trying to like every time Elias comes out to sing, like Aiden English just like belting over top of him sounds delightful. Or would it be that? Aiden and and Elias start making music together, and so then Rusev and Elias feud over the love of Aiden English. Or would it be that Aiden English and Elias start making out, and Rusev looks on very confused, but also like a little into it, like <laughs> kind of just be curious that. about what's... you know because they, they have that musician's connection exactly between the two of exactly. them. Exactly, he's feeling some things he never felt before, and then and then uh, Braun comes in, he starts playing bass for the band. Uh, and then Rusev just like you know, you know, I, you know, if you can't beat him, join him. And he learns to play the drums. And we've got a we've got a great. That's four the piece. three. That's the three man band. Rusev, Braun, and Elias. <laughs> That'd be an and unstoppable Aiden. team. Are be you an kidding unstoppable me? Unstoppable team. Those are some beefy, beefy boys. I would love to see that. They're a four man band. Well, Aiden, they. Aiden can sing. It'll Aiden. be great. They'd get rid of Aiden. But. Well, we know that Braun can sing. He's a really good singer. Well, that's true. We do know that. Elias can kind of sing. We know Shinsuke can sing, too, oddly enough. Oh, yeah. That was weird. That was weird. But, yeah, we officially got Shinsuke versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania, the thing that we all thought was going to happen. Thank God, though. Um, So, yeah, AJ successfully won in the the six-pack challenge at Fastlane. Uh, There was was some, some tomfoolery committed by one Shane McMahon. He, uh, of course, he prevented uh, both Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn from winning the match at, at different points. He he pulled uh, the referee out of the ring while he was counting a pin for Kevin Owens, and then pulled Sami out of the ring when Sami Zayn was pinning somebody else. So well, it's because Kevin accidentally kicked him in the face. Yeah, he was trying he to kick act- Sammy. Sammy dodged. This is true. He kicked yeah. Shane. We this are week, in full blown like Sammy hates yeah. Sammy and Kevin hate each other mode, but then also they hate Shane, Shane, Shane more. Yeah, is still fucking things up and they hate him more they beat the hell out of him this week on they the did. show how about those noises that shane mcmahon made did oh, you hear the, those okay. noises so at the very end the last thing that they did this was the thing i was thinking of that it looked like it might have actually hurt yeah they kevin gave him like a, a power like bomb. a power bomb onto just like some fucking metal some scaffolding or something like, like that yeah and it looked like it just hit him square in the middle of the back yep and then he was laying on the ground making some some noises yeah some noises some not human noises. Not human noises. Like at all. noises that if you're on a show pretending to be injured but still trying to look like a tough guy, mm-hmm. these aren't the noises these are you make. These are not the noises you make, yeah. These are the noises you make when you are actually injured and you're like, I need we need to get the camera off of me. See, here here's the, I think that the McMahon family is so like like wealthy and in a bubble that they like think everything that they do is like really cool. And in, in actuality, it's like it's it's horrible. Or so they're I think just he really was like, committed. Oh, I'm doing. I'm like really doing. But also, like, who's gonna tell Shane? Like, oh, you're doing a bad job. You sound like a fucking idiot. Like, he's the like the head of the company. Like Kevin what, Owens would. What? Well, yeah, Kevin <laughs> Owens would. But like, what writer would would come up to him and be like, um, Shane? 
Maybe you work on your on your death gurgle. That was not so good. And your death rattle is just a your little death too disturbing. A little, little weird. It doesn't sound really death. It just sounds make, it just makes me uncomfortable. It was Dude, bad. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Do you need a Snickers? <laughs> sure, you're not yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> So anyway, we're going to get some combination. Uh, Shane announced this week two things. He announced that there was going to be Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn at WrestleMania, which is not anything that was like crazy news to people. But he also announced that he was taking an indefinite leave of absence. And then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beat the shit out of him. So He announced that he's taking an indefinite leave of absence as the commissioner or whatever he is, which I think means he's just going to... Come back as a as a superstar, as a fighter. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen too. But I'm trying to figure out where exactly like the battle lines are going to get drawn here. Because like the simple solution is that they just do a triple net threat match between Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and and Shane McMahon. But like that doesn't really make sense because it's not like they all hate each other. It's like, I mean, I guess they do. They like Kevin do. hates Sami and Shane. Shane hates Sami and Kevin. Sami hates Kevin and Shane. But like that we, it's been proven that like like. Kevin and Sammy very much find a common enemy in Shane, and I think they would be willing to destroy him before they destroy destroy each other, kind of thing. I mean, they proved that this week, so I don't know. Here's, Maybe they'll end up doing a tag team. Here's what's bothering me about this. Besides all of it, yes. Okay. Last year at WrestleMania, the I was first thinking about WrestleMania this. that I watched. Yeah. We had a fight between Shane McMahon and AJ Styles. Yep. Correct. Yep. What was that feud about, Matt? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't remember exactly, but it was something about like Shane McMahon keeping AJ Styles down or not respecting him or something like that. I remember that the like build up to it involved AJ Styles uh, attacking Shane McMahon backstage and throwing him through a car, which is very similar to Sammy and Kevin attacking Shane backstage and slamming him onto some scaffolding. Do you want to know the most interesting part about that? What's that? Somebody pointed this out on Twitter. Sorry, I don't have your Twitter handle. Uh, this week, uh, March thirteenth was uh, the episode of SmackDown where Sammy and and uh, Kevin beat up Shane McMahon backstage. Last year, March 14th, oh God. was the Tuesday in which uh, AJ Styles put Shane McMahon's head through a car window. It's yeah. literally following not only the same story beats, but the exact same timeline, too. Yeah. Uh, someone else on Twitter, uh, I do remember this person, LaToya Ferguson. She writes for the AV Club about wrestling, amongst other things. She's delightful. Um she pointed out that she she had tweeted something last year that was like it sucks that Shane McMahon is on SmackDown now because now all the storylines are going to revolve around Shane McMahon For instead sure. of ro- revolving around the actual wrestlers and lo and behold it is coming true once again it sucks like the other thing that sucks is that Shane is not the heel in this when like Shane fucking sucks like he shouldn't be doing this he's kind of stuff. the heel they, I don't know I, don't I feel like, like they're still like I mean I don't like him but I feel like they're still like kind of making him out to be like sort of a hero and a good guy and he's still like hammering it up to the crowd he's like what's up Indianapolis or wherever we are, like, shout out to y'all. Like, I don't know. He's just, like, doing a lot of, like, cheap pops. And Everybody getting, booed. Getting high fives and stuff like that. It sucks, man. It's... it's Nobody ugh. likes that guy. Get him out. Like, I, I legit hope his indefinite hiatus is, like, truly indefinite. And, like, he's just gone for forever or a long time. Like, Do you remember when he survived a fucking helicopter crash? <laughs> In real life, with that, all the I dumb just remembered shit he that. does in wrestling, how is the craziest stunt that he did like an actual real life thing? He actually survived a helicopter crash. I just remembered that. That's wild. Yeah, wild. good on him. Wild times, good for him. God, he but sucks. But hey, get though. out of my fucking wrestling. Oh man, he's the worst. But yeah. man, I'm glad Tired he survived. Of the, of the Shane McMahon stunt spectacular. <sighs> I don't want it. 
the Shane McMahon stunt royale. Yeah. The Shane McMahon memorial <laughs> stunt royale. <laughs> what if they did just like a like a like a slam dunk contest yeah. in, the, in the NBA, but they just did like a, a a stunt contest? Just like a who can take the biggest like bump or fall or something right. like that. They should have like a stellar uh, a stunner selling contest. Like who can still sell the stunner the best? Oh yeah, be really fun. The Rock was like a pro at. Oh yeah, that, he, right? he would definitely win it if he was in the competition. Hmm. Interesting. Well, with that, I think we'll uh, we'll bring our show to a close. Day. You know what we need? I, I was listening to another podcast today, and I realized what we need. I never know how to end this show. I need new hosts. We do we need, need new hosts. New that would be content. What we a need is a, is a producer, a producer that is like trying to get us to end the show and like trying to get yeah. us to like wrap up on time. So that way, I can be like, "Hey, are we out of time? Bill, are we out of time?" And Bill's like, "Oh, Bill, Bill says we got to go, folks. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. I'm just going to start referring to Bill. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for doing your hard work, Bill. Bill Goldberg." Yeah, Bill Goldberg says we got to stop the podcast, so I'm going to get out of here. Uh, if you'd like to interact with us on the internet, we are on the internet. You can find us at blindtagcast.com. You can also find us at johncenasdick.com. You can also find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash blindtagcast. You can also just find twitter. us Twitter.com. That's our website. Just it redirects that's to johncenasdick.com. <laughs> Which then redirects to blindtagcast.com. Uh, you can find our email there. You can find our Facebook, our Twitter um, you can find our iTunes link. You can leave us a review there. That'd be swell. We always appreciate that. I uh, do want to thank Small Parks for letting us use their song Restless as our internet music. We also appreciate that. And with that, my name is Matt Raddick, and I have been your face. My name is Ron Delvolano, and I have been your heel. Thanks very much for listening, and happy Rusev Day. And you're feeling uneasy Cause you're falling in love when